Hello, everybody. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. What a season to celebrate the arrival of Emmanuel. This is Bill Harper again with you on Wave 94. I got a worship walk that has come to me again and again. Um, if you ever heard songs that you listen to over and over, I put a lot of these up right here. Sarah Bareilles has just been such a creative artist in terms of, of, of love songs, of beautiful songs. I didn't consider her quite a Christian artist until you start listening to what she's saying. The latest album that Sarah Bareilles put out is called Amidst the Chaos. What a title for these days we're in. So they wrote on a uh, Think Christian website or something that Borellas has some biblically resonant things to say about what love actually is. I'll say that again. Sarah Borellas has some biblically resonant things to say about what love actually is. Wow. Remember, this is Bill Harper. I'm a man in search of my heart. Coming to you here on Wave 94 FM. And I also have a podcast entitled Bill Harper in Search of My Heart. So this song by Sarah Bareilles is called I Choose You. I Choose You. There are several moving parts to this song as I've begun to think about it. Let's unpack this. Uh, again, I started looking around to what others would say, and uh, they said it. Biblically resonant things about what love actually is. And so since I'm in search of my heart, it piqued my interest. So let's begin with the idea in the moving parts. First of all, the idea is that to love and be loved is the deepest happiness, the most fulfilling joy. If you know you are loved and accepted, oh, by the way, love yourself in there, right? Don't be in conflict with yourself. But really, it's a love that comes higher than us. George Sand said some things. I'm bringing quotes into this now. There is only one happiness in life to love and be loved. And uh, a famous author who wrote about love, Leo Bascaglia, said that love is life. And if you miss love, you miss life. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So in this song I'm talking about is I Choose You by Sarah Bareilles. At first look, you would see in this is a sonnet to a beloved mate saying yes to a wedding invitation. Indeed, there's a music video out there of her using this song to help two wedding proposals. It is so beautiful and it is so wonderful. So the first part, moving part of this, is the marriage between two people. I choose you. And the celebration of that and the joy of that. Now looking bigger, eyes above the line, the second moving part is ultimately the greatest marriage which is yet to become, is between the bride and the bridegroom. Because you see, throughout Scripture, the way I read it, it's all in there. The marriage of the church to Jesus, the bride to the bridegroom, uh, his people on earth, one of the clearest pictures is painted for the ultimate hope of Christ's return. And I, I went through and, you know, did the Scripture reference, and it's all in there. So I don't do good when I quote the right Scripture, but... All throughout the Bible, there's a very intimate description of a devoted relationship between Jesus and his church. And that's not just his church, that's you. That's every single individual. You see, he's coming to wed us. You see, he chose us. 
And here's what blows my mind is he chose me before the beginning of time way back there. Somehow I had to choose him too. And I just don't know how that works. Don't ask me. So you see, the first moving part in this is the two mates, two humans in this below the line, three dimensions in time we live in. And the second moving part is the ultimate return of the bridegroom for the bride, which is us, which is me, which is all of us. And it's coming. And that hope is big. There's a third moving part here, and it may move you to sadness and give you an ache in your heart. Because if your marriage to your human mate is less than desired, and if that relationship is troubled and full of strife, you know, we were made for relationship. We were made to live in healthy relationship. Hearing this may give you an ache. Hearing this song may give you sadness and loneliness. I've been there. Sometimes I go back there again although my marriage is a gift of God. You see, this is where I take my eyes and heart above the line, when there are things in my life where I ache about, and it's not just relationships with my wife, it's relationships with other people, it's everything, and things that are so diminished. This is where I take my eyes and heart above the line. You see, years ago, when I was all alone in recovery, I did some very destructive things to my family, and they were very rightfully angry at me, with good reason, and I went out and I'm all by myself. You see, I had an abandonment wound that I didn't know I had. As soon as I was all alone, that abandonment wound was reopened and a fresh new pain came with that. And it was right then when Christ entered my heart in an amazing way. I didn't see it. I was in a lot of pain. But it was the beginning of the turn, the change. Is that repentance? Is that surrender? I just call it a moment when he, yeah, he did his thing and I was totally broken. I remember listening to the song Cry Out to Jesus by Third Day on the album of that period called Wherever You Are, published in 2005. I remember it well. I recommend the album by Third Day entitled Wherever You Are. Cry Out to Jesus was where I was. That's the song. You see, my abandonment wound began to heal when he appeared, and that healing has continued. And you see, the reason that it's being healed is because he's the source of that. He gives me my love. And so when I look to my wife to give me the things that I'm expecting from her, and I don't get it, I'm okay, right? At least I go to him and get it. At least I know he's giving it to me. I have to look and pick it up like manna every day. My wife had a similar experience, same to mine, years prior. God appeared in a powerful way as well to her, and she realized she was not alone. So we both know, and he's come to us like this. Um, see, I have a picture of a healthy marriage, and it follows like the rules of physics. Did you know a triangle is the strongest geometric structure? That's why bridges and trusses and airplanes are all built with lots of triangles. Imagine your marriage is a triangle. Jesus, Father, Son, Spirit, Trinity, Yeshua, whoever it is, up at the top. So this is a triangle with two equal sides on the top and a base. Jesus forms the apex. The two angled beams carry the load. And on the bottom is the two mates. And there's a horizontal piece that just acts as a stabilizer to keep them from sliding apart. And the beams carry the load. That's why Jesus at the top, that's what it looks like. So we found, Debbie and I found, that we would let him be in charge. 
and him carry the load. It doesn't work perfectly all the time. It's a work in progress. You know, John Eldridge wrote in his book entitled Love and War. I'm a big fan of John Eldridge. I recommend everything that he has written on the wildatheart.com website. They changed their name from Ransomed Heart to wildatheart.com. John and Stacy Eldridge published the book Love and War on their 25th wedding anniversary. And this profound wisdom, they suggested three words of advice for any new couples or old couples, ones getting married. Where are you down the road? Three words of advice. Here they are. Number one, find life in God. By that, you have to read the book, by the way, Love and War by John and Stacy Eldridge. Number one, find life in God. That's not necessarily deeply involved in religious activity or diligent study or knowledge or service, but all those things are important. You see, life in God is what I'm in search of. I'm in search of my heart. Don't look to this world for it. Look up. Believe that he loves you. Number two of the three main points, deal with your own brokenness. I recommend the 12 steps. I recommend the gospel that's happening in the rooms of recovery, finding love and nourish your heart in a church. Yes, be involved in a group of believers who love you and care for you and connect with you and go deep with you, which is what's amazing about the 12 steps is everybody gets really honest. And that helps. Counseling. Get some good friends and open up to them. Number two, that was deal with your own brokenness. That's also a journey. And finally, they wrote in Love and War number three is learn to recognize the spiritual warfare that is dead set against your marriage and deal with it. That's almost another sermon. We have an enemy and he would love to destroy your marriage. It looks like this sometimes. Maybe it's not her and maybe it's not me. What in the heck is going on? Yeah, it could be him. Check that out. And just pray against it and invoke the Lord's name against any anger and any darkness and any crazy stuff in your marriage. Just, Lord, we invite you in because it may not be either of you. That's what they were talking about, love and war. So I just reviewed what John and Stacy Elder said about marriage. And the other thing I have to say is take your eyes and heart above the line. Because I have to do that all the time. Just this afternoon, I'm about to come record this thing. And lo and behold, some assault comes on me. And my heart gets turned and fearful and angry. And I'm in a bad way. And I'm, you know, uh, stop, breathe, pray, recognize the assault. Maybe he didn't want me to come in here to the studio. But when life gets confusing so i take a deep breath i look up and i know what is true and i believe he's got me on this course so here we are you see these three dimensions in time that we live in below heaven are so confusing right now is anyone confused does anyone have a hard time finding the truth in this current situation i do but i know that what's above the line i know that where i'm going i know that the savior and god i met him when i first looked up at the stars I know that's true, but we have to deal with this below the line. So if any of the relationships below this line are failing or troubled or give you fear, remember that Christ has chosen you. Or maybe you need to choose him. Maybe that's the first step. And if you don't know Jesus, get to know him 
Ask somebody with some light in their eyes, where do I go? Point me on the way. But the title of this song that I'm talking about once again is I Choose You. And the artist is Sarah Bareilles, and it is simply wonderful. Again, I say the at one of the Christian websites says that Sarah Bareilles has some biblically resonant things to say about what love actually is. Mm. This is Bill Harper. I'm a man in search of my heart. So that's probably why these songs have resonated to me, because she has had biblically resonant things. Imagine that. So I Choose You is the song. And not only do I wonder if I really chose him, but this song is almost Jesus singing to me, I Choose You. Imagine the wonderful bride who's been chosen, the wonderful partner who's been chosen, right? It's bigger than that. He has chosen each and every one of us. We are the church. We are the bride. And you are the bride or the bridegroom. It's it's the beautiful thing about being chosen. Did anybody ever get left out when you were picking sides for kickball? That hurt. So the magic of being chosen is the beautiful love story. The lyrics of the song, I choose you. Tell the world that we finally got it all right. I choose you. You know, when I finally get it all right, it means that I'm okay and you're okay. It's like I'm free of shame and I'm free of fear and I'm okay. And the same stuff still happens. Maybe I have better judgment. Maybe I love better because I don't have anger and fear in me. Tell the world that we finally got it all right. I mean, the way she sings it is, I'm telling everybody I finally got it all right. I, I just don't have shame or fear that much anymore. When I see it, I recognize it. I'm not swimming in it. You know, because I guess I'm not judged by the world's standards anymore. No, his standards are pretty darn good and they're pretty darn tight. If you follow those, if you follow what he has to tell you to do, you'll be a lot better off than the world today. Tell the world that we finally got it all right. I choose you. The lyrics continue. I will become yours and you will become mine. I look back with gratitude at our marriage that started 31 years ago. And I'm so grateful it's still here. And I know why it's so bountiful. It's because of him. I will become yours and you will become mine is what I'm singing to Jesus now. You see, and he loves me as much as I love him. No, he loves me far more. But it's a marriage. It's a holy marriage. Very individual and personal to me. It's like he's, he knows me intimately, absolutely intimately. And although I would, he's fully capable that I don't have to share him with anybody. It's so personal. I will become yours and you will become mine. I choose you. I choose you. The lyrics continue, and this is where the melody is so good. My whole heart will be yours forever. Forever is a big word. It doesn't exist below the line in these three dimensions in time. We have forever doesn't exist for humans unless my whole heart will be yours forever. Lyrics say this is a beautiful start to a lifelong love letter. Larry Crabb wrote a book once, The 66 Love Letters. That refers to the books in the Bible. And that whole wonderful thing is a love letter to us. 
And you see, he wrote a lifelong love letter to us. And my whole heart will be yours forever. You know, if you're in search of your heart and you know that you found it, or at least you got it locked, given to a very trustworthy place forever. Yeah, I feel pretty good about that. The lyrics continue. We are not perfect. We'll learn from our mistakes. And as long as it takes, I will prove my love to you. Let's just practice that with our mate and our God and ourselves and our neighbor. Yeah, starting with God first. Lyrics continue. I am not scared of the elements. I am underprepared. We never have what we need to make this thing work out as a human. Have you noticed? Because if we did, we'd become too confident in ourselves. The lyrics continue. But I am willing and even better... I get to be the other half of you. It was an amazing meeting the other day, and a guy spoke with such wisdom. Uh, spoke of that on the other podcast about Together with Dave. And he said, uh, the idea was, was it God speaking to you? Was it with your mind choosing the right thing? I mean, where did your brain and him come in? Da, 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 da. And finally, I mean, it took a struggle. Oh, it was both of you. You're a partnership. Like I said... The lyrics say, but I am willing, and even better, I get to be the other half of you. This is a love story. Once again, I am speaking of the awesome song, I Choose You by Sarah Bareilles. I hope this takes your eyes higher. I hope that if relationships in this world are broken and unfulfilling, honestly, all the time, it happens to me. If that's happening to you, I... I want you to just take your eyes above the line and focus on the promises, the truth. I know it's there. If you don't know it, ask for it, pray for it. Tears are good. Tears are good. So if any of your relationships below the line are failing or troubled or giving you fear, and this song makes you hurt, a lot of moving parts, the part that might hurt you was when I say I choose you, I don't have anyone yet. Or I'm lonely or I've been rejected. I've been hurt. It's failed. It's not good. That's where I was in my abandonment wound years ago. And in that pain, in that quiet place, I cried out and he came. So remember in this song, hear Christ singing that he has chosen you. Somehow you have to choose him, but that's not what he said. I don't get that part. He's chosen you. If you are a Christian, he has chosen you. Slow down and listen, maybe to some good songs like this one. Listen to this song and maybe hear Jesus singing to you, I choose you. Let the bow break, let it come down, crash. Let the sun fade out to a dark sky. I can't say I'd even notice it was absent. 